As anti-Semitism rears its ugly head, what is being done to fight it? The recent attack against Congregation Beth Israel in Texas reminded us yet again of the clear and present danger of anti-Semitism today. To discuss this and more, I am absolutely pleased to have with us on JBS Today, Mr. Josh Kraft. Josh Kraft is the president of the Kraft Philanthropies. He's responsible for the Kraft family's many philanthropic initiatives, among them the Kraft Family Foundation, the Kraft Center for Community Health, the Patriots Foundation, the Revolution Charitable Foundation, and the Foundation to Combat Anti-Semitism. Through these programs and many more, the Kraft family has donated more than $600 million to the community. Prior to his full-time commitment as the president of the Kraft Family Philanthropies, Josh Kraft spent 30 successful years with the Boys and Girls Clubs of Boston. Josh, thank you so much for joining us on JBS all the way from Foxborough, Massachusetts. Thank you, Shar. It's great to be here and to be hanging out with someone who's as well-dressed as you. <laughs> thank you so much. Uh, let's first uh, talk about the foundation. Um, your foundation to combat anti-Semitism. Share with our viewers, how did it come to be? How was it born? Well, it came to be uh, through my dad. He, in 2000, uh, June of 2019, he was honored in Israel with the prestigious Genesis Prize and uh, the dollars that came with that. And he, he wanted to do something impactful, and really make a statement through being honored with such a prestigious prize. So with that, he started, he decided to take the money from that and then donate $20 million of his own money, as well as raise additional funds to start a foundation to combat anti-Semitism. Like so many of us, uh, Jews and some non-Jews, we've seen this really scary rise in anti-Semitism, not just in America, but across the globe. And I know it concerned him, you know, things that he never had to, he never worried about uh, as a kid, as a young adult, he's starting to think about now. And that was the genesis literally and figuratively of the foundation of combat anti-Semitism. Um, what are the, the goals uh, that you ascribe to the foundation? What are you hoping to achieve through the work that you're doing? And maybe share with us a little bit about what is it that you actually do? So I, I think, Shahar, the first goal, and I'll just keep it simple with, with the goals, is to educate those, especially those, you know, you can break the world. When it comes to anti-Semitism, there's three groups. There's people that are anti-Semitic, no matter what you do, tell them, show them, how much you try to educate them. There are those like you and I who are vehemently opposed to all forms of anti-Semitism. And there's a group in the middle that don't know who they probably, it's not that they don't care, but they're not educated about it. So our goal is to reach as many as those don't knows as possible and educate them to the dangers and the evils of anti-Semitism. And as it's rising in the country here in America and across the globe, I know we spoke earlier off when we uh, were preparing for this is that, you know, wherever there's anti-Semitism, racism, uh, homophobia, Islamophobia is not far behind, but anti-Semitism usually is the first. And it really represents a decaying of democracy. 
the virtues that make democracy so special and unique, equity, diversity, uh, opportunity. With anti-Semitism, you start to see frays and cracks in these essential values of democracy. And once anti-Semitism takes place, other forms of hate are going to be right behind it. So um, we're trying to educate folks about the dangers of anti-Semitism, its history, what it does, its impact. Specifically, we're doing a lot of work now on social media. And we're actually, we have something called the command center, which is two huge boards in our uh, offices here at Gillette Stadium. And they monitor over 300 million uh, websites, social media platforms, news sites, um, blogs, forums, what have you, on both the real web and the dark web. And uh, we're able to see trends, you know, what's spiking during the, the Gaza conflict. How much was the Palestinian versus Israel anti-Zionism or anti-Zionism that we saw spikes in anti-Semitic rhetoric based on the conflict? So we're able to monitor that and get in front of things. You're actually able to monitor the dark web as well when it comes to anti-Semitism? Yeah, I mean, some of it, not all of it, but both the legit web, I don't know what the right technical term is, maybe, you know, and the dark web. And you know, what we're able to do with these command centers monitoring over 300 million of these forums, websites, uh, blogs, etc., is we can monitor trending topics, you know, as they relate to anti-Semitism or anti-Israel rhetoric and see who's influencing them, you know, what social media influencers are trending a certain way or not, etc. You know, Josh, I'm sure many of our viewers um, have this question in mind. For many years, the Jewish community um, has tried to combat anti-Semitism with you know, a variety of methods. The truth is that we're still facing this risk and it's continuously being more and more present in many parts of the United States, not to mention around the world. What, in your opinion, are we, can we do more to better the, 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 the means so that we are more successful in our mission and see a reduction of anti-Semitic events rather than this continuous increase? I, I think, Shahar, the best way is collaboration. And we're so excited. We're hosting a data convening um, here at the stadium, virtually, of course, with a number uh, of similar organizations that are committed to fighting anti-Semitism, whether it's uh, the ADL, uh, work, uh, the, Se the Secure Community Network, um, another, uh, and a bunch of others here, Israel, and in Europe. And we're going to, you know, that's the key. We want to collaborate, work together. So through this convening, we hope to show people what we're able to do and see how their data collection fits into it. But more importantly, as we get reports and as we see trends, it's not about showing the trends and sharing the trends, but it's figuring out the most impactful way to take action against the trends and how to make a real impact in things. And uh, I guess the best example, and I mentioned two of the, you know, the Secure Community Network, Mike Masters, his great work and the ADL, 
you know, they've been working together uh, with uh, federations across the country, teaching safety precautions at, I think it's 1,200 Jewish organizations, JCCs, synagogues, uh, elderly centers, uh, day schools, et cetera. And the, the rabbi at the Texas synagogue, the training he got on how, you know, at throwing, you know, it helped him get him and the other folks out of the building when he threw the chair at the precise time and at the terrorist, the anti-Semitic terrorist, and they all get out of the building. Now it's directly because of the great collaborative efforts led by SCN, the ADL and other groups, giving these train, making sure these trainings are accessible to Jewish organizations across the country. So we kind of see the same thing. We're gonna to start to share our data, figure out these trends, how we can get in front of these trends, how we can intercept them. And like anything, it's about working together and collaborating, collaboration to make the real impact. These, um, Josh, I think are perfect words that you're mentioning now that really differentiate your efforts. Share, words like collaborate and work together, that could make all the difference for us. And thank you for that vision and, and incredible step forward. Hopefully that will be, um, uh, incredibly helpful in our efforts. But you know what? You mentioned the Colleyville, Texas incident at Congregation Beth Israel. I want to ask you, you're talking about anti-Semitic terror um, rather casually and acknowledging the fact that it's anti-Semitism, but it wasn't clear to everyone no. that this was clear-cut anti-Semitism, right? Yeah, it's so scary. It's, you know, people go to synagogue or go to church to gather and to be in a community of safety, of like-minded people, of heart, of kindness, of togetherness, of unity. And that safety has been violated in these synagogues. I mean, we there's guards at synagogues. There's security at synagogues across the country. And immediately when you walk in, instead of wanting to feel, that immediately puts you on guard. And down in Texas, when um, it's really sad but scary, I think, to a lot of Jewish folks that the first reports were this is not a terrorist attack. This is not a specific attack on Jews. And it's so obvious that it was. And I and give credit where credit's due. It was retracted and the right statements were made. And But it's scary to so many folks I think Jewish folks are, I assume to you too, that in this great country, the United States, with democracy, equality, equity, freedom of religion, you know, there's security. You know you're going by a synagogue when you see police out front. You know, you know the, is that a church or a synagogue? Oh, it's a synagogue, because look, there's two police cars out front. You know, I can tell you that um, even the FBI didn't get it right at the beginning, right? Yeah, yeah that's what I was talking about, the FBI statement. And then they did correct it. So I'm not, and thank you to them for correcting it. That means a lot. But before you make a statement, you know, the real facts need to be garnered and shared with folks. You know, the, um, you're, you're mentioning the security guards outside of synagogues. And I can tell you that on a personal level, I'll never forget many years ago when I was in London, um, I went to shul. And as an Israeli who, you know, lived all his life and was born and raised in Israel, the realization of anti-Semitic reality was not, did not really permeate. And uh, arriving in London, I decided I want to go to shul Friday night. And I made my way to shul and I didn't carry any ID with me. 
and they wouldn't let me in. They were not sure of my identity. And yet um, this is the kind of reality we live in because it's not out of sheer evil that they won't let people in, but it's this, this fear. And even in this case in, in Colleville, Texas, the rabbi actually opened the door to the terrorists, yeah. right? Uh, and even That's part of our tradition, hospitality, right. welcoming people in, supporting that Jewish tradition, Haknasad uh, Orchim, correct? And let people in, hospitality, kindness. And that's what we do. And that's what we're always going to do. That's what we're always going to do. Um, we're always going to do it. And the sad thing is, you know, <coughs> you can't, that we can always do it, but we still have to have security in front of our buildings. Right. And, right. and this is America. It's freedom of religion. It's the ability to live the life you want to live. And um, it's you, sad. It's really scary and sad. Yes. Um, you know, I'm, I always keep on going back to that image of the rabbi making tea to the uh, for the terrorists. It, it just, yes. It's just unbelievable. I, I also want to take a moment. You mentioned very astutely that the foundation's work is actually focused not at the those who are in the know like us and those who are in the anti, but you're actually focusing into the middle the majority of the public making them more aware of what anti-Semitism is. I want to ask you, are you seeing a lot of ignorance when it comes to anti-Semitism? Yeah, and I think, you know, I don't know if it's ignorance or just, yeah, you could say ignorance, but it's just don't know. And I think part of the issue is, I don't think people realize how small the Jewish population is worldwide. What is it, 12, 14 million people? Right. Uh, yes. And, um, you know, point whatever, two of the population. I, I don't know how point two of the population can control, you know, the whole world, as anti-Semites like to say. And um, I think people don't realize how few Jewish people there are. And I don't think people realize, and rightly, and I'm not, def you know, you know, if someone goes to a church every day, and doesn't or every Sunday or goes to mass every morning, you know, they don't, they just walk in and do. And until they probably have to see, oh, I'm going to my friend's son's bar mitzvah or a Jewish wedding. And they go in and someone says, can I, can you write your name here? And there's a two or three police officers there or worse yet, a metal detector in front of them. Maybe it resonate like, wow, I, I went to mass yesterday morning. I didn't have to do this and I never have to do it. Right. My child, my grandchild's communion, my child's first communion. We invited some friends and family. Nobody, nobody, there was no guards out front. There was, the door was open. And that's really, if you really think about that, I mean, a synagogue, uh, a place of, like I said before, a place of gathering, a place of community, a place of shared experience, no matter how religious you are, you should always feel at home and safe there. And unfortunately, it doesn't happen for Jewish people. And, and, and these anti-Semitic tropes um, are these anti-Semitic tropes keep on repeating themselves, reinventing themselves as we move on. You mentioned before the uh, the flyers about COVID. Yeah. yeah. Even now. Yeah, when we were speaking earlier today. Right. Um, it just changes, you know, the. the the two examples just in the last week, the flyers 
saying that Jews created the whole COVID, the whole um, whatever, conspiracy of COVID. Yeah, we created it, exactly. And on the heels of the terrorist, the anti-Semitic terrorist in Texas, thinking if he called this prominent woman uh, rabbi in New York, he, she could get this prisoner he wanted released out of prison, this terrorist released out of prison because Jews have so much power. Again, it's just ingrained in people's heads. And, and it's, um, it's, you know, Focus it hundreds of years ago, hundred medieval days, and it's just carried on. It just manifests itself in different ways. And now part of the problem is we just don't have to watch the right. I know it's obvious now we have to watch from the political left who does subscribe to some of these theories. You know, I, you know, there's always comments from a lot of progressive co politicians about people with the Benjamins. We know who they're trying, who they're talking about and um, comments about Israel and Jews. And it's just, when you have it from both sides, I mean, that's kind of scary as well. It really is, it really is. Um, you know, I, I wanted to ask you um, about your work on the social media sphere. Um, the the term "together beat hate." Right. So together beat hate. Bit about what that is, yeah. Yeah. So that's the front-facing initiative of the Foundation to Combat Anti-Semitism, and you can find it on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And we post, um, you know, on Twitter just yesterday, we posted about the flyers. Um, there's always an Instagram post every day, uh, two or three Twitter posts. Uh, we do do some um, TikTok as well. So, uh, so, and it's just, again, educating people, making people aware of anti-Semitism, no matter what form it is taking, no matter how it's manifesting itself. But even in those words, uh, even in those words, Josh, together beat hate. There is well, that that goes back to what uh, Shahar, you you and I both talked about at the beginning, is together because, look, in the end, uh, this country again, it's about diversity, it's about unity, it's about equity, and as we said, wherever there's anti-Semitism, is alive and well. It's the first stages of the fraying of the values that make democracy so special and so strong. And right behind it are other forms of hate, be it racism, homophobia, Islamophobia. And, you know, together we have to beat hate. We got to beat anti-Semitism. We got to beat other forms of hate. And we got to do it together as a group. You know, the most powerful thing that came out of Texas was that e I'm that imam, imam from Texas that said, do you know what I'm talking? He came out with, I forget his name, a statement saying, look, 10% of people of my faith are anti-Semitic, I know, but 90% of us aren't. And 90% of us aren't speaking out on behalf of our Jewish brothers and sisters. And that's so powerful. That's so courageous. And that's such a statement, but that's it, together beat hate. And we'll work together to beat anti-Semitism, together we'll beat Islamophobia, we'll beat homophobia, racism, but again, it's together. And it always seems to start with anti-Semitism. And, you know, 
you know, the, just uh, the, the idea for the foundation, and I think it's very, very important to make sure our viewers understand the idea is coming together and taking action. And the mm -hmm. fact that you're using the foundation's assets, the uh, follow-up on the uh, dark web and online of what's happening, trending topics, and trying to use this for the benefit of the entire community. That's really innovative thinking in the Jewish professional world. And I congratulate you for it. And I think it's highly needed. And I'm just wondering what has been the reaction from uh, you know other organizations who are you know fighting anti-Semitism, and here comes the uh, the big new players onto the field. How well, do they react to uh, to your outreach. I think it goes back to what again we talked about already: collaboration, working together, you know, being open to finding out ways that we can support each other's work. Because in the end, you know, I think it's something like two hundred organizations in America fighting anti-Semitism, but. You know, and our missions might be a little bit different, but in the end, the big picture mission is always the same, combating anti-Semitism. And we have to learn to work with each other, support each other where we need to be supported, and then celebrate each other's strengths and find ways to make the, you know, to impact anti-Semitism. And, and I think that's so it's really through those collaborative efforts. And it's not just putting out a report or talking about this or that. It's putting out the report and saying, okay, this is a report and this is what we have to do. We got to get on the ground. We got to get on college campuses, high school campuses. You know, we know this is here now. We know this is fermenting here, here, and here. So what are we going to do about it? That, that's incredible. Um, I, I, you also mentioned before that you're on TikTok. Yes, a little bit on TikTok. Yeah. Uh, that's, uh, I don't think you have a lot of the uh, you know, Jewish uh, organization of presence on TikTok and congratulations for that because you keep on mentioning the younger generation and this is uh, definitely one of the major pathways to reach that generation. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. And um, last, I just want to make sure that everybody is uh, up to par. If people want to communicate, follow what you do, receive materials from the foundation, how can, how can that be done? Well, the best thing to go is look up Together Beat Hate on Instagram, all one word, uh, on Twitter and um, Facebook. And uh, you'll find, you'll get to our sites, you'll get to our information and, uh, and you'll learn, you know, from there as well. Incredible. Well, that was wonderful to hear. Thank you so much, Josh. I really appreciate you coming on JBS to share with our viewers um, the work of the foundation and that important and innovative thinking of actually we're too small to do it alone. Let's do it together. Thank you very well, much for that. Yeah, well, thank you, Shahar. And um, thank you to everybody who, knows, who watches this. We appreciate it. And um, look, as I said, it's a great country and there shouldn't, no house of worship, no matter what the religion is, a denomination should have guards out front, ever. Indeed, true words. Thank you again for joining us on JBS, for your commitment and for your family's commitment to the community as a whole and to the Jewish community and the state of Israel in particular. It means a lot. Thank you, Shekhar.